The KMM Movie Review. How do you feel about cookies? How about cakes? Cupcakes? You love them? You should check out the Purple Box, the sponsor of this amazing episode that you're about to listen to. Hit her up on Instagram at the Purple Box with two E's, Facebook, the Purple Box, or TaylorMurphyBakes at gmail.com. Mention our discount code KMM for you, and you will get a hot 15% off. That's 15% off. Enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Why are you booing that? <laughs> to our first movie review of a 2020 movie. We're going to start off, though, with the final two that we watched in 2019. The last two. And then we are starting off breathing fire for 2020. Did we end strong? <laughs> Did we start stronger? Oh. What happened? Yeah, You'll have what? to uh, keep, keep listening to, to find out. You're gonna have to wait and find out, but uh, <coughs> it's definitely, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely gonna be interesting. All right, so uh, I guess we'll just go in watch order. Watch order. Oh, oops, I forgot to bring up. Oh, the Bizzles. Oh man. Well, the first one we watched was Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler, and this is not. Your standard Adam Sandler film. It is a serious film. Yes, yes, it is. Let's see. I'm, this one's a difficult one. Oh man, look at look at the look at how long the synopsis is for this. Yeah, bro, are you gonna read it or are you gonna go on your own? That might be too long. A New York jeweler gets himself Jula. in deep. Jula. Is that how you're gonna say it? Jula. 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 And is looking to get the biggest score of his life. And things keep going wrong. <laughs> That's the gist of the movie. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you can't be negative about everything, Mike. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. Let me know when y'all are done. So I know I can share without influencing y'all. Let me get these other movies up real quick. Hurry up. Come on, bruh. I got mine up. I got I'm ready. That's an excuse, Lil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go first. Okay. That's a eight and I'll watch it now from Frank. That's right. Let's get that on the list. Frankie Danky, eight. Frankie Danky. <laughs> Frankie Danky. Who's next? You Mike. next. Mike Arino with the eight and a wait for it. Okay. All right. Eight and a wait for it. I. 8.5. Watch it now. So I, I raised the bar a little bit. For a Our total average, average of an 8.2. Same as the movie just before it, Queen and Slim. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably enjoy it about equally. Yeah. But I'd say, I'd say that. about maybe. Yeah. Uh, this movie 
made my blood pressure go up. <laughs> the whole movie is all about just it's intense. It's intensity the whole way through. It's like there intense was, and why are you doing this? Well, the, the, yeah, there was a lot why? of anxiety. Like why? Like you basically you watched an addict, but uh, one that's not as I guess grotesque to watch. Because yeah, it's, it's not, yeah, it's a gamble. He's a ca- he, legit gambling addiction, and you can see he just cannot help himself. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. He um just keeps betting on stuff, getting money from other pawning he's, stuff he's, generally. Yeah, he's betting with other people's money basically, and owing people when he loses, mm-hmm. and he keeps losing. And it, I, mean, uh, I think the the acting was really good though. He, uh, Adam Sandler did a great job. I don't know. A lot, a lot of people don't think he's generally that good of a serious actor, but mm-hmm. I thought he was good. Um, <laughs> whenever I started taking him real serious, not real serious, but when I was like, okay, he can do, you know, he has some range. What? Well, which movie do you think I watched where he's like Spanglish? He's like, oh, he's got some range. Oh, uh, Big yeah, Daddy. No, the one where I think is it where his. Family dies, or it's like a New York based movie. Maybe his family died in 9 11 or something like that. No, there was like a movie. Huh. He, no, I, he I, I, don't, I never watched one of that movie. 50 Guess First again. Dates. No, well, that was a good movie. <laughs> it was. It's, it's, a, a, it's a good rom com. Yeah, but let's see. Uh, Mr. Deeds. This was on. a good movie. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to go through. I'm going to look. Uh-huh. I'm going to look at his uh, list. It's probably not going to be one you're like, what? Where but you think he has like, all right, he has range. <clears throat> I was like, all right, he has, you know, he can go from comedy to, you know, to It's not Sandy serious. Wexler, is it? No. Hmm, let me see. We already said Big Daddy. It's not Big Daddy. <laughs> good movie. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Stop. Stop it. He had some this bangers one. back in the day, man. <laughs> in the nineties. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Hey, just dumb. <laughs> Probably not the best made movies, but I mean, they were those SNL movies. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Okay, so it's something that you said he has range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. It's not Sandy Wexler. I'm just going to say. Hotel Transylvania? No. Pixel? No. Fuck no. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. What list are you looking at? You can just Blended. go straight to IMDb and it's right Grown here. Ups 2? Nope. Funny People? Nope. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> that was a good movie. Punch Drunk Love. No. Eight Click. Crazy Nights. Click. Man, I said click earlier. I don't think you did. I did. I don't remember. We got it recorded. (laughs) All right. I I just don't remember you saying it. Click. Click. Because he made you cry. At the end, it gets pretty sad. It does. So I was like, man, (laughs) that shit's sad. It does. For me, it was Waterboy. I knew he had some real range when Waterboy (laughs) came out. You know, he can play, you know, comedy and mentally ill, right? Or not mentally ill. Back then, it was just uh, retarded. According to to you, Key, that's mentally ill. Yeah, back then, you could just say he was uh, the R word. Yeah, I'm just quoting uh, past, um, you know, what what he would be called in the past, which would be (laughs) retarded. Uh, Anyway, to get off 
Adam Sandler's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, critics really love this movie. Yeah, Metascore is crazy. 89 for the Metascore. That's, that is not a common occurrence. 8 for the user score on IMDb. It's all around pretty well-liked film. Um, like I said, the acting was great. Like All the shots were set up really well. Woo. The pacing of the movie felt intense. I feel like that it was, it was on purpose. It was super fast. I'm like, slow down, all right? Just yeah. give me a second to breathe. I mean, I feel like maybe it, it, it conveys the sense of like that fast pace, like New York kind of life. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. We're not about that. <laughs> Yeah, it was for me. I was like, I was anxious the whole time. A lot of it was like people like talking, talking over, over each, each other. other. Like we lot. do here all the time. <laughs> it was a lot, but it was like on the phone kind of thing. It's like yeah. people are talking, and it's like you hear them talking, and then the other person's like also talking. I'm like, yeah, it, it does make it hard at times to understand exactly what's going on because I mean it's chaotic. It, it is. It, it throws you in there. Uh, LL, LL watched it and he said he didn't like it. I don't know. Yeah, huh. I don't know. But I think he didn't like it because it was. There's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, and he and was a lot going like, on. My, I, I don't like these people. I don't like it. But I like. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Or it had to be I feel like it was. Or if it was sure. like just that's just like, how it was. I, I read some of the trivia for it, and apparently the Sadif brothers, mm-hmm. or what's that? The Sadif brothers. Is that who directed it? Softy, the Softy brothers. Softy, <laughs> um, both of their like their father are you, was are you in hard? the jewel trade. Nah, I got uh, a softy. <laughs> Good one. I'm sure they didn't get that all the time Sorry. when they when they were children. Um, but yeah, apparently their father was in the jewel trade, and so this is like based on like. like their experiences with the jewel trade back when they were younger. I believe it's it. It's crazy. There's a lot of craziness. Yeah. Uh, the ending, <laughs> did you see it coming? No. Not 100%. Like, I thought something bad was going to happen at the end. Spoiler for everyone listening. You already, spoiler. You already spoiler, saw. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yeah, we're about to spoil Spoiler. You yeah, heard. you need to get a spoiler drop. You spoilers. Should. All right, hold on, hold on. No, not right now. You, From my mommy. <laughs> That's a spoiler drop. You heard our scores, so if you want to watch it, go check it out. We do generally recommend watching it. It's a solid movie. Uh, but Adam Sandler straight up gets shot in the face at the end. Yep, dead. <laughs> with, he dies with a smile on his face, though. He he won himself $1.27 million, something like that. He, I'm pretty sure he came in his pants just before he died. And it's all thanks to... Uh, Mm. Oh, God dang mm. it. What was his name? I forgot his name. Who's the basketball player? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Kevin KG. Garnett. How do you think he did in the movie? Kevin, Kevin Garnett? Garnett. I mean, he really didn't do much. Uh, I would say. No, like at the beginning, yes. Like most of the scenes, he's not doing much. But the scene where he actually sits down and talks with Adam Sandler, it was. I was. I was moderately impressed. I was like, mm. he does significantly better than most athletes who try to get into acting. Go look at a Shazam or not Shazam. Oh, come on. A that, Shaquille O'Neal movie. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> Any of them. He's d- he's done more than Shazam. Well, did. I think the other one was LeBron in <laughs> LeBron did fine um, in that one uh, movie. Yeah, he did fine that in that movie. It was like a rom-com. I never yeah, did see but it. But he so did fine. What's wrong with Ohio? What's the difference between Ohio and I think Miami? I mean he was just playing LeBron. Yeah. And so was, was Kevin Garnett. Yeah. So it, I mean Garnett. is it really acting? Just read I mean, some lines. It's still, you know, you got to be did he, I, did, he do better, did he do better than Michael Jordan in Space Jam? 
Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've saw I mean, since I've seen Space the Jam, he feels kind of kind of stilted. Yeah. But to, in general, a lot me, of... I was like, I could just tell he's reading lines. Didn't feel I mean, like he didn't do me. bad. I'll say yeah. that. He didn't do bad. <sighs> what about Lakeith? Oh, my God, dude. Hey, this movie, he has range, bro. Lakeith is he, good, bro. He is good, bro. Damani. He's, he's one of my favorite actors, I think. He's really good. He is good. Hey, uh, if you guys don't know who this guy is. um, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. uh, The first time I really noticed him was in Get Out. Just he was a random black guy at the beginning that got taken. Yeah. Um, And then he was in. uh, Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you is what put him on my radar. Because I was like, oh. The main guy. Oh. Right. Click on his IMDb. He's also in Knives Out. Yeah. He was also in Knives Out. I mean, he is just good he's blown up he's one of the yeah he's like we're watching the photograph looked like it could yeah it looks coming up it looks like it's pretty good i mean knives out uncut gem oh the girl the spider web i forgot he said that (sighs) he's in atlanta huh yeah he is never watched that show he's l in death note oh he plays l i didn't know it was him (laughs) i haven't watched that movie I don't uh, think I want see. to. Uh, he was Straight in Snowden. I watched Snowden. He was pretty good <clears> in that. <throat> dope. He's in Dope. I've seen Dope. That's a good movie. Uh, Some Purge Anarchy. Someone I haven't no, seen. No, I mean, he is. I mean, he's for the most part, his... he's, he blew up. But yeah, he's, he's he really is, getting big right now. He's one of those I know it's like, this guy can act. <clears throat> like, yeah. This is the first time I've seen him play like, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He was and he was good. You felt problem? you felt right at home, huh? I mean, he fit. Like, like at first, I was like, this, I was like this guy, but then I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> he hoes Adam Sandler throughout the movie. Oh uh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Lot. What about uh, for what sure. about the weekend? How y'all feel about the weekend? I mean, all he had to do was get his junk felt up. I mean, but did he and do then a get good into job? a fake fight? Do you do a good job? Yeah, feel this right here. <laughs> oh my god! Oh How'd my you even god. get so hard? <laughs> Bro, get, pass me a, get me some coke, bruh. Here you go. Here's the baggie right here. <laughs> Are we still recording? <laughs> hey, bro, you need to cut that out. All right, you make sure to remember. Oh, dang, give me a coke. There's some whiskey in there too. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, give me that whiskey glass, bro. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have gotten this fridge. Hey, just get the regular Jack, bro. And the regular Jack, and then the two cups, bro. Hey, we, hey, y'all. But Lakeith, I can't believe his name's Lakeith though. That's disappointing. Uh, what? Cause just because it's so close to Keith? No, it's just that he had two parents that were like, let's combine both our names. Oh yeah, the typical. Me and know. him share a name. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously his dad name was Keith. And his mom was La something. LaShonda. <laughs> yeah, LaShonda, LaToya, something. What if you're completely wrong? No. I'm what not. if his mom's name is like Sharon? Go, go, uh, Sharon? Wikipedia, Wikipedia him. Let's see if it gives his parents' names. Bruh, come on. Keith Stanfield. Pour it up. <clears throat> Wikipedia. Let's see. Other names, Keith Stanfield. He also goes by That's Keith. That's a lot, bro. What is he wearing right there? Look at his Wikipedia picture. 
Uh, go to early oh, life. He's early an life. American actor and rapper. Early life. Early life <laughs> was born. Dang it. Where is it at? Right here. It doesn't list his parents' names. But I promise you his dad's name is. Uh, I promise you his dad's name is Keith and his mom's Lus something. Let's see. Parents. Po, 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 parents. Gary Stanfield. Karen Garrett. <laughs> I was close. Uh, I, I said know. Sharon. Karen. How did they get Lakeith? They were trying to give him. I don't know. I don't know what that is. That it sounds like he's peeing. It doesn't sound good, bro. All right. Well, anyway, to get back to the movie, <clears throat> the whole premise of the movie is that. Adam Sandler is addicted to gambling. Uh, as we said earlier, he keeps getting money from different places, and he already owes someone a significant amount of money. We don't really know how much he owes this person until basically the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But we it's a hundred thousand dollars. We find out it's a hundred thousand dollars, which means one of the big things throughout the movie is that he gets this opal from these mines in Africa. From these, or what was it? Where were they from? Jewish, something. Was it Ethiopia. Yeah, Jewish Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's Jewish in the movie, as um, in every movie, he's always Jewish. Well, he is Jewish, yes, but he doesn't and he plays necessarily basketball. always play. A I mean, Jewish he always, character. but there's usually like something thrown in there. That's like he's always know, wearing a yarmulke yeah. or <laughs> spinning a dreidel or something. Anyway, he, his, him, and his whole family are. Definitely Jewish in the movie. They have a whole bunch of stuff around being Jewish in the movie. And he specifically gets this opal because he finds out about it because of these black Jewish people in Ethiopia. Uh, so he gets the jewel. Kevin Garnett gets obsessed with it. And this he, is... He thinks it's magic. Yeah, it's, it's magic. It's during the 2012 NBA Finals. And uh, he borrows it leaving his 2008 championship Celtics ring as collateral. Adam Sandler immediately pawns <laughs> Dude, immediate, bro. I was like, what the f- Kevin Garnett leaves. He goes Adam Sandler's pawn. at the pawn shop. He uh, he was originally looking to get like 50 grand for it. Yeah. And the guys were like, nah, man, most of this is like sentimental value. Best I can do is 23. <laughs> so he takes like, I think he ends up getting like 24 for it. Immediately takes that and places a bet on Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a bet that he would have won. He, yeah, he thinks he wins. He thinks he wins. Wins He's, big. He would have gotten. They don't say exactly how much. It would have been in probably. The millions. A, you think millions? Yeah, I was assuming like hundreds of thousands. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hundreds of thousands. Because yeah, the whole yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. he's trying to get so the big score. The it probably would have been uh, maybe like five hundred thousand or something like that. I'm saying. But then he finds out that the bet was halted by the guy that he owes money to. And the biggest twist, I'd say, that got me was you find out they're uh, not... They're related through the marriage of two sisters. Yeah. His wife and then her sister. Yeah. And I guess he... um, Yeah, they were... So they were what? What do you mean? 
So it's his sister, or his, be his sister's sister, his husband, right? Is it is, is it a brother-in-law, though? Because your brother-in-law would be your sister's brother, right? Would you still consider your sister's sister's husband your brother-in-law? Would you still call that your brother-in-law? You get what I'm saying? Sister's sister's? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, your, your wife's, wife's sister's, sister's husband. husband. Yeah. That's still your brother-in-law? Yeah. But your wife's brother... Is also your brother-in-law? Yeah. But there's no diff- way to differentiate? Not that I know of. <laughs> that's curious. I wonder if that's If right. you know an answer to... Oh, that was... Dina Menzel? Dina Menzel. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was her. You see that face? <laughs> yes, I see her face. <laughs> How do you I just didn't know that that's what she looked like. She played Olaf? No. <laughs> she played Elsa. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's also just like a really talented singer. So, Oh, I thought she played Olaf. She does like Broadway musicals and stuff. Anyway, yeah, we find out that the person he owes all this money to who's been harassing him this whole time is someone that he's related to. And he has to go to this family event. There's a lot of tension at this family event. Plus, him and his wife are getting a divorce because he cheated on her with... Uh, mm. Sales chick who works at Can you blame him <laughs> at his jewelry Julia, shop? Hey, uh, Fox, hey, uh, who just plays Julia? She, uh, I was. Good morning, Julia. <laughs> Good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. Uh, but uh, on her Instagram, I guess she was just getting them thirst comments. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. She posted like celebrate. She's like, I'm celebrating my like. Something anniversary with her husband. She's married. Are you so disappointed? <laughs> no, but no. All the comments were, "Oh my gosh, I, can't I bet you your husband can't it, take yeah, care of you like I can, like, Julia." I, the whole time yeah. I was like, she had to do this because the comments were getting out of control. I'm pretty sure. She oh, was like, sure. Oh my God. Yeah, they're well, probably DMing she, her. She gets. She's like down in her undies a number of times in the movie, and she has a big butt, <laughs> a, a big booty. <laughs> <laughs> he has his hand. For those who don't know, he got his hands out to his side. She like, got the booty, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that one. Hold on. <laughs> that is at uh, twenty-two minutes and like thirty seconds. Anyway, uh, she is very attractive. Yeah, if you go and listen to our Wednesday episode, she may be on our list of. Baddies for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was that yeah. wide enough for you? I didn't even recognize her. Oh, man. Um, uh, who is she? Who was she? She was She's in the Mantis, movie? Apparently. Maybe she was like one of the... like the. Uh, she was someone named Lexus. I don't... I think she was like one of like the weekend oh. hoes or something. No, no, no. I know who she was. Uh, she was... I think she was laying in the bed with her. She was one of those? There was only one. Yeah, I know, but like there were those two other girls that, that left. Walked, yeah, but she was the one that was like in the was bed. She? Maybe. She probably got cut out of the movie. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to That's watch the deleted scenes. But, yeah. <laughs> Ju- <laughs> Julia Fox uh, blew up. And this movie. she blew up Adam Sandler's marriage in this movie. Yeah. Um, Can't blame him. <clears throat> so, yeah. Can't blame him. They, um... But you know he's he's real for like for me at first it was difficult with this movie because I'm like I don't even like this dude. 
Yeah, yeah, he yeah he's definitely he Howard does a Ratner. good job of being unlikable. Yeah, he was just going around bed everywhere. Every, you know, if this dude was in my life, I'd be like, get the f- like. I don't want like, to fucking he, he talk to you, he dude. He couldn't even like uh, spend quality time with his kids. Cause yeah, like his kids definitely didn't. Well, his <laughs> middle son, his middle son, because one he was an addict too, but. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. was all into betting. Yeah, but the the younger one, there, she was the mom was trying to get him to go, like, hey, go say goodnight to your son, and he like refused to leave the TV because this was the game that he had bet money yeah. on. <laughs> did you like that line? That <laughs> <laughs> was so gross. I like how he did it away. Why from didn't you the say mic? it in the mic? Yeah, he did it away from the mic. So because that's what it, it sounded like. Say it. I'm gonna come. <laughs> and his, Stop hey. laughing. <laughs> Why? Because it's not gonna be a, a good uh, clean okay. clip. But his uh, clip clip worthy. His face was disturbing. Say it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, are you writing? I'm gonna come on the board it's over there. Gonna, it's not gonna be a clean clip. Uh. What you get. Oh, I'll alter it. <clears throat> yeah, right, bro. Your skills is trash. I'm gonna come and I'm at the end buckets. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, clip that at twenty five thirty. The uh, <clears throat> everything starts to really go downhill for him after the bet gets canceled. He he doesn't have the money at that point to get the ring back. Also, like La- Lakeith and uh, Kevin Garnett are like. Not answering anything that uh, Adam Sandler's putting out there to try to get his dude Lakeith pearl did back, such a good job or opal back. Sorry, um, Lakeith especially is just giving him the runaround. <laughs> he even picks him up like because he's supposed to be trying to sell this opal at an auction where he expects to get over one million dollars for it. <clears throat> Lakeith shows up. up. He's like, I "Oh, what hey the man, I didn't value have it." Of those are though. I wonder if he. Gassed himself up though. Well, I mean, he was saying the value was I mean, what one to three thousand per carat, and it's like six hundred carats. I mean, of course he's gonna you know, yeah, have but the high I mean, that was range, a right? large difference. Yes. Anyway, he goes to try he to get got it. More money from Kevin Garnett if he had taken the deal in the beginning. Yes, Kevin Garnett offered two hundred thousand. He is an addict. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. all about trying to get the big he score. Could've, he could have. Paid off his debt and still had a hundred thousand dollars to bet. Tell yeah. Me. Right now on Etsy there is a large eleven carat Australian black opal lightning ridge gem harlequin pattern for forty seven thousand. Eleven carats? Yeah, and it's like it's like you can it's like this big probably. But he was saying that the jewel had like six hundred carats. <clears throat> I mean, definitely so significantly less. But this was also set in 2012, so prices could have fluctuated. Yeah, sure, you know. whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> everything really starts to go downhill. He seems like like he wants to get back together with his wife. His wife just laughs at him, calls him a loser. <laughs> Basically says she hates his guts. Yeah. She's like, I, I hate everything about you. I hate your stupid face. Yeah. And he had blown everything up with... Um, yeah, I mean that's what, Julia. That's another reason I was like, this guy's a piece of shit because he had just like 
Um, she had just like, I guess, cheated on him and he, he got real pissed at her. She's feeling out the weekend's junk. And, so. then, and then he went crawling back to his wife and was like, you know, I'm willing to make this work, but like only because his other option was gone. Hey, but hey, yeah. let's say this. Julia's character, which, what was her name? Julia, Julia. Fox. Oh, her name was Julia. Yeah, oh, was Julia. Well, Julia, Julia Fox <clears throat> proved to be a ride or die though in the end. Yeah. She proved to be. The I mean, one. we're not we're not all perfect, we're not but, all perfect but she she did f- genuinely feel bad as she gets his you, name tattooed on her booty. Yeah, you so never, it's all I good. guess with with a person like How? her, you never really know like the intentions, right? <clears throat> is it like is it her uh, is it her survival like instinct kicking in? Like this guy gives me money, you know, he pays for all this shit. He's my boss. Yeah. Like, is that the real reason or does she really love him? You know, but then in the end, it's love. I, I mean, she does. You know, he did just win a million dollars. Yeah, so but he's she like, had the option to she get with just the run. weekend. Well, there's that. But she also could have, have that just taken that yeah. bag of money and left. Yeah, she could have left with the money. <clears throat> like, because he, he gets the money from Kevin Hey, that was Kevin the Garnett. saddest part of the movie, was it not? The end, or no? That part where he's like, "Let's bet, let's bet on oh, this." Yeah, I was like, "Oh." He was talking no. to himself. He was stacking himself and Kevin uh, Garnett he, up. Yeah, he gets. He finally gets the opal back from Kevin Garnett. Um, tries to auction it, f's up, and gets his father-in-law to buy it for one hundred ninety thousand dollars. So then he has it's to valued way under what he valued it yeah, at. So then he has to pay his father-in-law back. But then he ends up selling it to Kevin Garnett, who tried to bid on it. For he, he sells it for one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and was, ten goes to Lakeith. Yeah. He was at the finish line, so he gets one hundred sixty-five. He's at the finish line. He finally has a hundred thousand to pay off his loan, and it's probably not even a hundred thousand. Probably already pay a little bit, so maybe. We yeah, have, yeah, yeah. We don't. They know never for make sure, that one hundred percent clear. He finally has enough. Uh, the guys there, like to, to get collect. the money. Yeah, like happy, finally relaxed. <laughs> And he locks them out, and then he's just like, you know, Kevin, they don't think you can play. They think you're only going to score. They don't think you're going to get to 18 points. They don't think you're going to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, let's bet on this, man. Let's bet. He basically equates the underdog story of Kevin Garnett being undervalued in the NBA to him being undervalued as a betting person. So Everyone's against him, but he can prove them wrong. He was... He was at the finish line of a marathon, and then he stopped right before, and then signed up for a triathlon <laughs> or for an Ironman run, and said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna run this way." He could have paid him off, still had sixty five grand left over to to then bet and still yeah. make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not the one point two that yeah, he does he ultimately made, win, like eight hundred thousand or something like that. It, it would have been a lot of money, but he ultimately he gets he, Julia he gets to do Julia it. To do she it. flies on a chopper with a. Old pervy Trump oh, hey, man. Old pervy rich. Hey man, all you got to money. If you if you look, if you look good, you got a big booty. Did that man? Did that man not remind you of Trump though? Like that's life bit. on easy mode, bro. Maybe he had like the same. He had more charisma. Fake tan. Nicer guy though. Yeah, he seemed like not an asshole. Yeah. Oh, he was. <laughs> he kept throwing out the how much money he had, how lonely he was. So he kept being like, you know, I got one hundred twenty million dollars. You know. I have no one to spend my time with, though. Like, I'm so happy that. that yeah, you see, that's this how ride. I knew she was a ride or die, bro, because. <clears throat> what? She, she just wants money? She got she it. She could have switched up on him. Yeah. But, but, 
you know, uh, what's what's his name? Howie. Howie. Howard. Howie's, you know, someone that she knows. Comfortable. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, so she makes a bet. She wins. That's an intense moment. Them watching the game. Yeah, because they're like locked in. I like, a I like small how room. how they were able to make like the suspense part. Hey, a I basketball. That, I know game. what that feels like because I've bet and won a lot of money on a basketball game, and it is awful to watch. <laughs> awful. Probably the worst <clears throat> of all the sports. Okay, well, that's that sounds intense. So you you really felt? Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh. it, it is intense. I, I, I've been we've been on sports, right? You've been on sports. We've bet on sports. <laughs> okay. And it can definitely get, it definitely makes it more, way more exciting. Way more exciting. Exciting and just, or just anxious? It makes you anxious. Um, Both. Both. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a, the game is essentially a playoff game. I will game. say I've won more than I've lost. I'll yeah. say that for sure. Yeah. But uh, well, as soon as the door gets opened, because Adam Sandler's feeling good, he's like, yeah, this one, 1.2 million. I'm going to pay you off. No big deal. We're good. I bet you he was even probably going to throw in a little extra just mm-hmm. because he's like, you know, I, I gave you guys a run around, made this whole thing difficult. As soon as Adam Taylor lets the guys out, that's three guys, two goons and the main guy. One of the goons just shoots him right in the face. Kills him. Starts busting his shop up. With the snub nose. <clears throat> the brother-in-law like starts freaking out. He's kind of like, what did you, what'd you do that for? The goon like throws him against the wall. He's like, stand here. Don't try to move. Starts trying to steal stuff. He tro- goes to try to leave. Doors like jam so he can't get out. Boom. Shoots him in the face too. That's basically how the movie ends. Yep. <laughs> Just, those, both of them got killed over $100,000. Not a not a happy ending. It was a lot of anxiety. Yeah, that goon just hadn't gotten enough. Yeah, yep. he's, he, had, he was he, fed up. He had gotten the runaround all movie. Yeah. He pushed the wrong, the last button, the hey, last well, straw. When he made a mistake, I would have just let them out. I wouldn't have let out them back the, in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they let, why he let them back in. I think he was like, they know I got the money. They're going to, they're going to welcome me back. You know, it, it's no big deal. You, in the end, it was his addiction finally got him. Like, even though he won, it still got him. Yeah. So we in don't find end. out what happens with the, with the money. How everyone feels I hope, about I hope she, him being dead. I want her to keep it. And I want her to have, live <clears throat> her best life. But I feel like with me, m- maybe she gave. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like she probably gave at least half the money to the family. Yeah, she probably did. She she was a ride or die. <laughs> All right. On to the next one. It's a solid movie. Go Last check it out. movie of 2019 that we watched. Last one. Bombshell. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, time to write out these scoresy warsies. I'll go first once you guys are ready. All right. Here it is. All right, eight. Watch it now. All right, who's next? Mike, eight. Wait eight for and it. A wait for it. Dang, Mike with a wait for it today. Oops. And uh, by the way, when we get to this 2020 movie review, we have finally got a drop down menu to record what we score. Yeah. For the wait for watching now, skip the garbage. And finally, me, Frank, the black guy. The black one. An eight. 
wait yeah, for it. Wow. Wait for it. Straight up eights all the way across. All the way across. I uh, think this was... <laughs> shit. <laughs> I believe this movie, Bombshell, was the epitome of this is an eight. Yeah. Like... I thought it was, it was, a, it was really solid. A really good, solid movie. <clears throat> Missed, you know, not, oh my gosh, amazing, but good, <clears throat> solid, enjoyable. Yeah, I don't think it was like an, oh my God, amazing, because it's yeah. something that, it's a real thing, and it's not like a a particularly exciting thing to, mm-hmm. to really think about or mm-hmm. deal with, because the whole movie revolves around uh, Fox women being sexually harassed by the head of Fox News. Um, you know Megan Kelly got fired. Roger right? Ailes. For, we talked about all the podcasts, which she got fired for. Oh, the yeah, blackface, the blackface, the blackface yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> it caught up uh, It caught up to her. <laughs> that doesn't diminish Hello. the good she did for the My women at Megan Fox. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Hey, did you look at the picture between her and uh, Charlize Theron? Look it up. Yeah, we looked at it together. No, no, no. That was, uh, what's her face? Oh, we looked at both. Oh, we did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was scary, though. Charlize Theron and there it is. Megan Kelly. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God. That first one, bro. Wow. Wow. That's a solid, solid look. This one's really good, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I mean, she did a really good job of embodying. Does this movie excuse her blackface? Making comments. Yes. No. (laughs) I mean, I think with, with the whole movie. Because there's, there's two recognizable I mean, it, characters. There's yeah. Megan Kelly from Fox, who's mm-hmm. played by Charlie Theron. And then... What's uh, her name? Gretchen, Gretchen Carlson, Carlson, who's played by Nicole Kidman. And then there's Margot Robbie's character named Kayla. I think she's... And she's, she's just fake. an amalgamation She's an amalgamation of, of multiple women. Yeah, all the different women who had been currently during the time of... You know, Megan Kelly and Gretchen Carlson's time at the network harassed by Roger Ailes. So it's it's a good cast, really strong cast. There's a lot of recognizable faces in the movie. And it deals with some very serious stuff. Stop doing that, dude. <laughs> what I do? It sounds like you're taking a piss. <laughs> if your pee sounds like that, you have an issue. That's a weak flow. <laughs> anyway, is this who are you looking at? Oh, okay, that's who she is. Um, for I, I think <laughs> some things I'm it weren't they weren't as impactful because they were like putting names up for like executives or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Like I guess this maybe this has more impact if you know who this person is. Really. I, mean, I think this definitely is a movie that if you followed the story as it was mm-hmm. breaking, which, which this all happened in like 2016, 
Um, so, I mean, it's only a couple years old, a few years old. And, and I don't watch <clears throat> Fox News or really the news in general. Because, like, whenever some names came up, like, some of the audience was, like, laughing. Like, oh, ho, 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 that's that that's that person. And I'm like, I don't really know who that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, this is accurate to their personality or if it's not accurate or if it looks like them or not. I mean, um, definitely a lot of it. Because, like, some of the people I definitely recognized and... Like they they weren't going for one hundred percent lookalikes or anything like that. A lot of it was um, there was like the only one that they really tried to get one hundred percent lookalike was Bill O'Reilly, which yeah. I'm pretty sure they used a deep fake for. They yeah, did. it looked like they did for sure. And uh, that's only because there was one scene with Bill O'Reilly because they used archive footage as well. So there were actual interviews with some of the people that they played that were the real. Did you interviews. like uh, the presidential? <clears throat> Uh, debate or whatever, where she's asking questions and then oh it's yeah, just they just like cut to Trump. Trump's actual stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was that was good. It was like they had that kind of stuff where they had like Charlie Theron hosting the debate, like like Megyn Kelly did, and they had it all timed out really well. Like we heard Trump's responses to her questions. Uh, like it seemed like there was some actual banter. I mean, obviously, like they just did like a cut to cut so it's not like we ever actually saw them out on the screen at the same time but still uh still a really good good job <clears throat> um but the story overall is, is definitely one that i think is something that's important for people to know about because it, it definitely highlights how these major corporations and high level executives can abuse their power and have for a long time hey, that scene where he's like uh lift your dress up <laughs> Yeah, this is more happening more. to Margot Robbie, by the way. And more. it's uh, hey, and then it's more. Uh, yeah, he's like <sighs> when when he sees uh the bottom of the panties. When I see that kitty cat, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is John Lithgow playing Roger Ailes, which is a very obese, not very physically fit mm. man, who I think is what maybe in his eighties. Hey, this 70s. movie put. Margot Robbie back in the possible baddie of the year. <laughs> I was like, dang, I forgot how good she looks. Margot she's does. a very beautiful woman. She's a What a way to talk about know, right? the sexual nature hey, of a woman. My bad. All right. About during a movie. They're not objects. That's she's about. Ang- and she's extremely smart. Sexism. Talented. That didn't come first. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw. <laughs> <laughs> you I saw her. I go in the order of my senses. Hey, you saw her on screen. That means the only reason she got there was because she's talented and smart. Totally. (laughs) Wow, I'm convinced. (laughs) Anyway, the whole point of the movie is basically bringing down the disgusting uh, organization that allows for this type of stuff to happen. I mean, uh, I wasn't, I, w- I wasn't shocked by like the things that were going on. I guess they were. Well, no, I mean, I feel like a lot of the information has been made public, and it's, it's well, at I'd, this point, I was, common I knowledge. I didn't really follow the Roger L stuff too closely. No, but the, like the Bill O'Reilly stu- stuff, yeah. Like but. this was all like a part of the Me Too stuff. Like Did I they think have this kind of kicked Bill, off. Bill O'Reilly too? Mm-hmm. Do they have recordings of him? Yeah, I think they have that Lufa recording. Where he's like, he would rub his dick with the loofah and then like talks. He's like, yeah, I'm 
It's like, yeah, I'm rubbing my dick with a loofah or whatever. It just, that was a whole case. Oh, who was he calling? Just random women? Uh, I think it was one specific. It was accurate to the the movie. It was that one. Oh, that girl. like That girl. Okay. She ended up suing him. And then that's when that whole loofah debacle came out. He's a loser. They're all both losers. Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> you pinhead. <laughs> whip his ass. Whip. Isn't he like six foot four or he something? Doesn't matter. Like He's huge. You get that ass whooped, though. All six <laughs> foot four of them. I'll give him a six foot four ass whooping. But I, I think this is something that's kind of like the dark waters thing of it's an important story. This is a more digestible way to get the story than most um, documentaries. Um, at least for like more people seeing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, how how was the acting? Do you feel excellent? I thought the acting was really good. Like was really all the characters good. were one hundred percent believable as mm-hmm. the characters. Like, did you like Margot Robbie's character? How she was like, she played like the naive, very naive, like, conservative, yeah. but she was still like super ambitious. Like she was making moves on her own. Hey, no, no, but I, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> I thought the favorite part of the movie was where so she ends up sleeping with. One of the girls that works there. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, I'm not lesbian. Yeah. As she's pulling her panties up. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I feel like that that was one of the points I was going to talk about because it seems like something that they might have, like people would probably pick on as a point of they just kind of put it in there just to kind of have it in there. But I think it's in there because there's... That's like the views of some conservatives. Like they do things... That a liberal would do, but they deny it and say no. I mean, it's also just that, like, the organization as a whole, like, a lot of people who work for Fox. Oh, yeah. Just work for Fox because it's a job. Like, yeah. They're not necessarily agreeing with the views. Like, this woman is actively a Hillary yeah, supporter I think they do in the both. movie. They do the one that's like, one is the one that's just a job, and the other one where you really aren't conservative, but you say you are because you think you are, but anything that you do that's not conservative, you say. Like, oh, this is just a one-off thing. Or, oh, no, I'm not this. I just do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and that's two, the two different the characters. Yeah. yeah, so... They're the, a cog in the wheel that makes the machine go that you hate. And it's Kate McKinnon. She plays the, the mm-hmm. gay character. And she's like... She is actively gay, but she does not openly mention that she's gay at work because otherwise she will get will fired. Get fired. <clears throat> but she still lives as a gay woman in New York. Um... And her whole story is basically like, um, because she's best friends essentially with Margot Robbie's character, and Margot Robbie seems to like say, "Oh, you should you know be open and free with yourself." Towards the end of the movie, but at the beginning, she's kind of like, "Oh, you gotta hide that." Like, yeah, don't you? She has a picture on her desk of her and her of college friend, and they're like hugging or something in the picture. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, hide that. Like, no one can know. And this is after they've had sex together. Uh, Very weird. Just like, come on, man. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff in it as well. But it it's the story is really interesting. And it shows it that well acted. even though they got rid of him, it still doesn't end because they end up promoting the guy that you see. Oh. Earlier, kind of looking like he was trying to make a move on Margot Robbie. He was like, oh, yeah, when he like, yeah, kind of taps her leg. There you go. Yeah, he and that was one of the. That was uh, the shine. Bill, Bill shine. shine yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they show Bill Shine being like the leader, but still like Rupert Murdoch is basically running the day to day at the end after they fire Roger Ailes. And for those of you that don't know, Rupert Murdoch is one of the biggest Trump supporters out there. It's one of the big things in the movie is like their relationship with Trump. There's like a direct connection between Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. And they also Trump. show how complicated like the whole situation was. <clears throat> it wasn't just black and white. Like, yes, he was harassing his women, but he was also giving really great advice to uh, Megan Kelly. Kelly. Like, he's like, "Hey, I love that you were like poking them with those <clears throat> questions. We'll figure out a way to come back at them." Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> Well, that's one of those things where the positives don't outweigh the negatives. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I'm I mean, just I saying. Mean, that's how like any, you know, really toxic relationship can work with anyone. It's yeah. like it's not always bad, like but when it's bad, it's bad. Well, yeah. even good relationships are, you mm-hmm. know, they have their negative moments, but it's one of those things where if the negative is he's actively for like 50 years <laughs> yeah. using his position of power to say yeah. you either do this or I'm not going to give you, you an show opportunity. Loyalty. What right. was loyalty? Given that BJ. Yep. And Margot Robbie gave in. And I, I liked the whole perspective from <laughs> Charlie's Theron, yeah. Megan Kelly, because it was like she was a, a lawyer. So she's looking at it from a, you know, I want to see all the evidence first before I make any accusations, even though she herself had been one of his potential victims. Right. And that's just like, like she didn't actually go through with them stuff. Like after you, you've like blamed yourself for it and, you know, coped with it. And then you're like, you know, is it really happening to you? Or, you know, I want to see the truth kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. And it's something that I feel like is important to watch in terms of a, this is a great movie that indicate that shows how systemic issues can remain a a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because even though, you know, the company as a whole says that we don't tolerate sexism mm-hmm. and we have a hotline for people who have been the victims of sexism within our organization. Like everyone in the organization, all the women feel that all you're doing is calling in to say this has happened so that they can just fire you. Mm-hmm. Like if the rules are there and not followed and no one believes you whenever you you know, make these claims because, like, the first thing that happens whenever Gretchen Carlson takes everything public is people say, Oh, no, she's lying for sure. I spent tons of time with uh, Roger Ailes, he never made a move on me. And so, there's all these people that they won't believe, um, even though it does end up being truthful. And I bet you there's still people out there who would defend Roger Ailes. And that's the kind yeah, of stuff that's, I mean, that's weird to me. Yeah, you could say like, well, you know, because he was saying, you know, I gave them an opportunity. <clears throat> I gave them shows. You know, they definitely would have gotten those shows without, you know, my help. Right. And you, they just, you know, got to give this little thing and then you get ahead in life. And then the women are like, you know, well, what was what, the saying? well, what if. What is to she, get ahead, you got to give a little head. Yeah, to get ahead, you got to give a yeah. little head. <laughs> and then so like the women are like, oh, well. What was the other thing did, you uh, want to... Did she give head? You want to run with the big dogs? You got to sleep with the big dogs. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Said, well, did did she give head? Because if she did, she might get ahead of me. So I for sure got to do it now. Yes. It's like there's like competition like within, you know, within the ranks. 
Yeah. And um, that's unfortunate. We will not be those kind of guys when ETBG as a organization blows up and we have we only, thousands of people working for us. We only hire women. Mike will remain an incel. <laughs> we promise. We, we only hire women and we hire blindfolded. And we don't we don't hear what you sound like either. Oh, okay. It's only text based. So we're gonna learn to read Braille because we're blindfolded, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But the Braille is gonna be printed on their bodies. No, that's the way the interviews <laughs> are conducted. Hold on, I gotta I gotta turn this Braille up. Gotta sorry, sorry knobs. for the the sexist jokes. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> sorry for the sexist we jokes. Can't even theory. say what Frank just did. <laughs> this. But as a whole, I it was a good movie. There were two wait for it and my watch it now. So yeah, good movie. Definitely check it out when you get a chance. You wouldn't be upset if you paid for it for sure. All <laughs> right, and we're here finally. The first movie kicking off twenty twenty. Is yeah. it? Is it gonna be the best one? It's the is this grudge. the strongest start to a movie year that we've ever had? <laughs> is it the worst? What is it? Let's find out right now on this episode of the KMM. Can you give the synopsis, bro? <laughs> okay. Read it. Uh, Let's see what it says. Cause a house is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms those who enter it with a violent death. <laughs> Accurate. This is the grudge 2020. All right. I'll, uh, I'll start it off. Okay. Hold up. Let me write mine. All right. All right. Mike's going first. You ready? Yep. You might be shocked by this. Okay. All right. I thought okay. I won't be. A, a one. one. A one. A one. A one. And a Garbaggio. You want to go next, Frank? And, and a boo. <laughs> Wow, a one. Frank the Tank. It's the lowest score you've ever given. It's the lowest score I've ever given. You think this is the worst movie you've ever watched in the it's, last two years? It's pretty close. You think this is worse than Mortal Engines? Yep. Mm, that's that's I, I, I won't say anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Frank gives it a three. And a Garbaggio. All right. Am I breaking the ranks here? What's going to happen? Let's find out. Right now. A two. two. <laughs> and a Carvaggio. We're not breaking ranks. I can tell you that. Guys. This was terrible. Ladies. <laughs> this was an awful movie. I was so close to getting up and walking out. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw leave? two people leave. Oh, yeah. They left. I, I don't know if they left because Homegirl was having like intestinal distress issues. Though. What? Because she left without was her she purse. farting up? <laughs> no, I'm just saying she oh. left. Ooh. The there were some people to, to our left. left. Oh, uh, she she got up and left, and then he got up later with her purse and left. Oh, so I'm thinking she had a potty pot. And and then like, Let yeah, it be you know. known though that Mike started off the year 2020 first movie sitting next to a baddie <laughs> boy. I didn't get that good of a look at her. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Frank with the stairs. You know what's sad about this? You gave this a higher rating 
Then you gave X Men the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I had to. You know why? <laughs> because it didn't connect to the last movie. <laughs> yeah, I went and watched, and I was like, I'd rather watch <laughs> Dark Phoenix over this movie. Oh, any absolutely. Day of the week, like Dark Phoenix compared to this is a masterpiece. <laughs> this was a bad movie. This was a terrible movie. This was a. Re- At one point, I was like. Hey, like, I started daydreaming. Like I was like, hmm, I wonder what, because my wife had gotten me something to eat. I was like, I wonder what she got me. <laughs> I was trying to guess in my head, and I was like, oh, I need to focus. So I I retold the whole movie to my girlfriend last night. Did she watch the original Grudge? No, I don't think so. I've watched the original Grudge, which is really good. The I've Japanese, the Japanese one? Or the... I've watched all of them. Juan? I watched Juan. Juan? Which is Juan. really good. I watched that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the... Uh, was this trying to be a direct sequel to the Japanese one? No. This was trying to be a direct sequel to the... American one. American one, but the way they... Because they already technically had a sequel. Yeah, they did. Was, like, well, isn't this supposed to be a remake, not a sequel? No, it's so, not a remake. I think... No. I hadn't heard much. I, I thought it was the, a remake. All the reviews that I was reading was like, this is such an awfully done remake. I don't know what it would be a remake of because... It, it definitely seemed like they were trying to continue... So it seemed like it was trying to be a direct sequel to something. Like, so, as I was watching, I was like, "Oh, I guess." Let it's me give not you the storyline. Let me give you a storyline of the Grudge because I know how it works because I watched them all. Okay. <clears throat> the Grudge, the mm-hmm. <laughs> one, and you don't even see Catboy anywhere. That was another disappointment. I think that was supposed to be the girl, yeah. the daughter, yeah, Melinda. Or no. Yeah. no, 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 yeah, Melinda. No, no, no. Catboy's like a kid, a boy. He's yeah. a cat. He yeah. makes cat noises. Anyways. <laughs> The grudge was <laughs> a woman who was having an affair with a guy. Mm-hmm. Think he ended up leaving her, or she like got obsessed or something? Because you find that out in the American made version. So she ends up killing her kids. Right? She had two kids. I think she had a daughter. Killed her, and then the son. She drowned his ass. The little Mecco one. Yeah. Right. And That's he makes, cat in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. He makes cat noises <laughs> in the uh, American Grudge and in the Japanese one too. Makes cat noise, and then she hung herself. Right. So you find out that, but she was so angry when she did all this, she's cursed the house. So anybody who goes in the house is cursed. But it's not like this, though. It's not like, oh, I put my foot in there. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to start with, you know, I was trying to be optimistic about the movie, like. Any movie that like tries to explain its plot and flashbacks, car- no text that pops up at the beginning of the movie, yeah, I'm usually like, okay, this is not, it's not a good start. But I was like, all right, we'll see. Nah, from the first scene, I knew this shit was trash. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's how the okay. So this is how the original and the Japanese one they're almost exactly the same. Like the Amer- the American one was a remake of the Japanese one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For this yeah. one though is a direct. I didn't say direct. So the original one is. This girl goes to a house and she's like taking care of a lady. Okay. And, you know, she ends up like, oh shit, I got this grudge after me, <laughs> right? Like the shit's trying to kill my ass. But it's not like this. Like it's like haunting, like where you're like right, seeing We should probably shit. stop trying to compare yeah. it directly yeah, to Yeah, okay. Well, anyway. Let's just talk about this one. But it, it does bring up this <laughs> premise of, which is why I knew how the movie was going to end because she like. In the end of the movie, she ends up burning the house down to try and like kill the curse. But in the original American remake, the la- the same thing happens to the house, that Japanese house. Something happens to the house and she ends up leaving and she's in the hospital and she thinks she's safe. Knock, knock, knock. It's Rudge the is in the hospital. 
Yeah. Right? Grudges in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> but then like the American remakes, like the same thing where there's a sequel, the grudge two or whatever. And it's not in the house. It's like just somebody getting chased around by the grudge. And this one is, I think that's maybe that's why they're calling it a remake because the house is still up. I'm pretty sure because, it's a remake. Because this, oh, it, this it one, definitely it attaches to someone. It attaches not. to the second one, yeah. But and then this one, it like attached to somebody who was in the house, left, and then it cursed her house. It went international. This is yeah. international grudge. It went from Japan yeah. to the U.S. I don't know what it's remaking though. I don't know which one. It'd I be think it's just it. like a, a a new take on it. Whatever. I anyway, guess. Anyway, the they should have let. Yeah. <laughs> The original, the Japanese one was excellent. The American remake was pretty good. The Grudge 2 was dumb. And then this was awful. I think this is actually our first Universal Garbaggio. Maybe. Really? No. We gave the Nun Garbaggio, didn't we? We got the... Oh, you I might have said skip it. I don't remember for sure about the Nun. Speaking of the, the nun. nun, though, the father from the Nun is in this yeah. movie. And guess yeah. what? His character, completely pointless. So why was he there? Yep. Why was... Oh, he was so bad, dude. <laughs> right, oh, look. my God. How does this have a 37 meta score? That's way better than it should be. This is a 4.2 for users. That's not surprising, on, really. Uh, on, uh, hold on. on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 16 for the critics and a 19 for the user. So, Demian Bashir. That's the... He plays the grungy old detective in this small town where I would assume maybe they see like three murders their entire career mm-hmm. or, or like a hunting accident, something like that. Anyway, he's definitely, he, he very, very heavily has like a Spanish accent, like from Spain. And it just, he feels completely out of place in the whole movie. He also serves no real purpose because Essentially, the only reason he's really even there is because of his, like, to have okay, a connection with the a, partner who they introduce later. The, this film is a sidequel. That's what it says on. Sidequel. Yeah. So it says, originally, at first, it was announced as a reboot of the 2004 American remake of the Japanese horror film, Juon, The Grudge, both of which were directed by <clears throat> Takashi Shimizu. The film ended up being a sidequel that takes place during... And after the events of the 2004 film in its two direct sequels mm. and is the fourth in the installment. Yeah. So to get more into this movie, it takes place between 2004, 2005 and 2006. We are jumping between each of these years, honestly, for no reason. Then at the beginning of the movie, there are numbers that be like, they're like, all right, it's this year. Pay attention or whatever. But it starts then, out specifically in 2004. And then after that, it just stops doing that. I guess because it's like, there's this family that's with this year, this family that's with this year, yes. and then this year is the current time. So line. the current time is 2006, yeah. according to the movie. Although, everything aesthetically in the movie <laughs> points to this takes place the in the 70s. 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I kept looking over to, to Keith and I was like, what time, what year is it? Like somehow everyone was driving around this fucking station wagon. Yep, that's this like old cars, old station wagon from like the seventies with the, like the little with the little knobs and the radio is all old as fuck. Yep, and then the TV. Although they did have their secondary 
They had a new head unit in there that was newer, but just why? Why are you driving around this old car? Like, just you could get like a 1990s car, mm-hmm. and I think the, there's only one character that drives like a 90s model car. It was that old, and lady. she's the one who wrecks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which also, uh-huh. so there are three different, well, four different groups, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe five. <laughs> There's like five different groups that we're supposed to follow throughout this whole thing. Oh, I said something correct. Mm-hmm. The mom's killed by the husband who finds out she's having an affair. Okay. For the original grud. Kills the son and the cat. Wow. Well, just said on the on that review, which what? we're not going to do. On what? No, I'm saying just it doesn't matter because we're talking well, about this review. I'm just saying for anybody out there. Anyway, um... So there's like five different groups. So we're supposed to follow this new detective, lady detective Muldoon. Um, she's supposed to be like our main character, basically. And her grizzled partner, Goodman, who's the old Spanish guy. Um, there's also the Landers family, which is the 2004 family, the original American grudge house family. Then there's the Spencers, the two... Real estate agents that are trying to sell the Landers home, his last which is played by John Cho. Wait, his last name was Spencer? He's an Americanized Asian man. <laughs> Korean man. Yikes. So John Cho and then Betty Gilpin, if you've ever seen... Um, oh, God, what's it called? Glow. She's in that. Um, she's also... She's, she was born in 1986. You she believe looks, that. <laughs> she looks not. She's only five years older than us. Yeah. Wow. Me anyway. But John Cho was born in 1972. Yeah. he. But they look like they work as a couple. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. <laughs> anyway. That Asian don't crack, bro. Yep. So those two are set in 2005. That, that Asian ain't Asian. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> Which actually, were they set in 2005? I thought there was a point where John Cho's character shows up and it says 2005. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe their whole story was also 2004. Anyway, there's also this other uh, older family who's in the house with like a crazy old lady wife. And then... And they were the current... No, they were in the current timeline. So they're 06 family. Well, that whole story takes place in 2005. Yeah. But the, the whatever, the wife is still alive in 2006. Yes. Lynn Shea or Faith Matheson. Yes. But mm-hmm. whenever we see at the beginning the, the woman who is dead in the car, mm-hmm. the body was so mangled and messed up that mm-hmm. I... I couldn't tell what I was supposed to be looking at. Like, I thought the arm was just like she had like a weird gimpy arm. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell that it was supposed to be broken. Yeah. Um, it looked like well, she might have had like a baby coming out of her. <laughs> Bro, that's that's why they did that other scene to be, to connect it. So that's the other thing. The whole <laughs> the whole way that this movie is plotted out. It's awful. We start out in 2006 with mm-hmm. a, the two detectives that we're supposed to be following as like kind of the main characters investigating this death and then we get more involved in the house then they jump back which actually the movie does start in 2004 then jumps to 2006 <laughs> then jumps back to 2004 yeah, do the jumping then thing. jumps to 2005 <laughs> yeah. 
But the story that we started in 2004 with the realtors gets cut off halfway through so that they can move mm-hmm. into another storyline mm-hmm. with someone else who takes over the buying the house, that older couple. Mm-hmm. So we start their story, gets cut off halfway through. Come back to the modern times where a part of the story from <laughs> that timeline with the old grizzled Spanish man's partner being crazy oh. and shooting himself in the face. Then we go that back was, to the that was 04. to the current time. Yeah, I think that was 05. This was so terrible. No, because it was like two years before. The I'm pretty modern. sure it was 05. No. For be- the partner shooting himself no, in the face. No, because back in 04 or... Oh four was when that murder happened, and he he was uh, he was the detective on that murder. Yeah, he was the detective on the murder. <laughs> uh-huh. But then he is and coming back to the house after that couple has bought the house. Mm-hmm. So it's two thousand five at that point. Whenever he finally shoots himself in the face, apparently the worst shot in the world because all mm-hmm. he does is like mess his cheek up. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> shoots himself through the mouth. <laughs> Like this doesn't even aim for his brain. Just like puts it in at the side and like blows out the side of his mouth. Also terrible makeup. I gotta say like mm-hmm. it for some reason looked like he had like a constant infection. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he was missing skin. It was like his whole cheek was like yeah, blown it, out. It looked like he had, red. he had more skin on his face. Yes. Which is a sign of not very good makeup. Yeah, I was like, how are you gonna how are you gonna blow <laughs> half your head off and then your head is bigger the next time you know we see you. Uh, so yeah, all that happens. Then it jumps back to finishing out the other story. So then we f- see, oh, what happened to John Cho? Oh, he hides in a closet. Whenever he starts seeing the images of all the terrible stuff that had, or sorry, he whenever he starts getting us visited by the ghosts in the house. Well, he gets visited by the ghosts immediately. Yes. Whenever he like he touches. His foot in there, right? And then he gets yeah. yeah goes on home, and then he's at home about to go to sleep. This is well, some, he gets he gets the, the, the hand, hand coming out of the right head while away. in the shower. So instead of the woman taking the shower mm-hmm. and being sexualized, it's John Cho. So it's even sexier. And that's like to go up. That's like the fucking the that's this scene right here. Yeah, yeah it's the, the it's like oh wow this the is image. the this is the iconic scene right yep. here from the Grudge. And that was such a throwaway. It was a like, throwaway scene. scene. Just like he was just in the shower, just he, you know, like he, he like eh. holds hands with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, what's going on?" Yeah, it was not. Even, it was and then not he just scary goes to bed. at all. And then all the like the like the dead ghosts. <sighs> well, the part that got me about so John Cho's lame. whole story is he decides to hide in a closet, <laughs> and then his phone starts ringing. And he does, he makes zero attempt to silence it. It's full blast. It's just like, oh, okay, let me flip it open because everyone had flip phones. That's right. <laughs> and he's just looking at it like, oh, it says it's my wife. Maybe I should answer this in five minutes while it's still <laughs> ringing. While I'm hiding from this thing that tried to attack me. Guess what? It pops up in the, in the closet yep. with him. Like, what? I think I think <sighs> I'm thinking maybe they they fucked up, right? Because it was supposed to be um, a, spoof a, re- a reboot, version. right? It's supposed to be a reboot. And I think they were maybe trying to reboot it in like the 70s, and they had like order all this shit in, and they're like, "Fuck, half of this stuff doesn't work because we need cell phones," right? So they're like, "All right, fuck it, we'll just." 
keep all the old shit and then just add the cell phone and then make the war the story work around it. I don't I don't know what happened. It, it has to be awful, I mean just couldn't couldn't can't couldn't keep up. Just Oh like all the stuff hurts. with the multiple timelines. Like they tried to explain the multiple timelines by basically saying that the house was like a temporal weird vortex that connects all these different times. Because right after, like, the, the old husband says, like, oh, he wants his wife to die in the house so that she can become, like, a part of the ghosts in the house. Like, you don't know all how all this stuff actually works. You don't know if that's going to be how it works. Anyway, he mentions that, and then they show, like, all the different scenes of all the different characters that we've seen stepping into the house. It's like, okay. You want to, you wanna, uh, I'm going to read you a, a review here. One of the positive reviews. Uh huh. All right. From The Grudge, from salon.com. All right. Salon.com. Salon.com. There was one moment in The Grudge when the movie ever so briefly rose to the level of greatness. What Instead, was that? it settles on being merely okay. <laughs> Did they say what the. No. The moment was? Nope. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Just another another positive one. Here we go. Now, Toronto. The jumps are well managed. Ugh. The film feels of a piece with the other movies okay, in the series. And Nicholas, the director orchestrates one exquisite twist that offers a completely different angle on the whole life after death thing. Good for you being positive writing that. <laughs> like some, they tried. They some, tried real hard. Of, some of these positive ones, it's like you can be like, ooh, it does, is it really? I mean, I'm fine with trying to find the positives in something. Mm-hmm. I, I generally try to do that. There's nothing positive about this movie. Like, it's trash i i was telling <laughs> i was God. telling frank this last night like i <laughs> i usually don't rec- like really pick up on music unless it's like really good or really bad it was mm-hmm. so stupid the music in this movie is so obnoxiously bad like they're constantly trying to push it in your face like how you should feel so any minor positive thing like there's one time where the lady detective has to bring her son into work. She, like the sitter left. <laughs> and then like the old grizzled detectives like, oh, don't worry. We can find something to do together. And then it starts playing the super positive music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like gone in like two seconds because guess what? Something else scary is supposed to start happening. It's yeah, like, it, the, the scares were so. They were all jump scares. It, were, it was all jump scares. And no tension that gets built up. Yeah, anywhere. there's no there's no tension. They just like say, fuck it, let's just throw one in right here. All right. Throw one throw another one in right here. Yep. Like like the ones where he was uh, in his be- uh John what's his name? John Cho. John Cho. He was in his room trying to go to sleep and then he just like you know, pulling the, the blanket. Yeah, and the blanket gets keep keeps getting pulled down. And I'm like, all right, you like here here they have an opportunity to do something like real creepy, right? Like 
you know, maybe the, the thing kind of like fades in or you see like a hand creep up or something and like grab a nasty hand. You're like, oh, fuck. And then like, or it it's keeps like showing going. it get pulled and then it's like behind him somehow, you know. Yeah. Something some, weirder. Some, something. Than it just pops out of the dark and has it's like just blood a, coming yeah, out of it. It's just mouth. like a, it's just a jump scare you see like at a fucking, uh, at a haunted house or something. Yep. What's it's your favorite so part whenever lame. the old crazy lady jumps off the railing? Yeah, she's oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she jumps. It's, it's very clearly just a, a doll. doll. Yeah. Or just like a whatever. Uh, and the, the way it breaks apart at the bottom, like that's so unrealistic. Yeah. I feel like whoever was like in charge of the gore effects for this movie. Like, let's go over the top. Really had a fetish for like compound fractures, fractures of the yeah. arm. Because everyone who... They show, like, get thrown down something, their bones sticking out of their arm. Mm-hmm. The husband gets, like, smashed in the head and then falls his, down the like, stairs. neck breaks. Gah, broken arm. It's sticking out of his arm. Well, whenever the the scene with started, the little daughter getting murdered was pretty brutal, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, where she breaks her nose. She's, like, her nose. slamming her face into the bottom of the tub like, oh, yeah. with the water filled in. So, like, you, they show a little bit of, like, her face, like, getting smashed in. So, I mean... I will say some of the the gore effects were pretty good, but they definitely went over the top, and they they didn't they shouldn't have shown as much as they did of the old lady falling down the stairs because it was very clearly a doll. I mean, this is one of those movies where, like, if you go into it, you're like, "Bro, we're about to laugh our asses off." Oh yeah, during this movie, you you might as well just go in it with that mentality. Definitely not like this is going to be a good horror movie. Mentality. I thought about giving it a watch it now only. <laughs> Only to make fun Remember of it. How terrible it was. Uh, if we would have like just made fun of it the whole time, I'll have been, it would have been fun. If we were in the theater buyer, like if this, this is like a just theater buyer, and then we'll talk about the after the movie ended kind of whole situation. <laughs> um, but if we had a theater all to ourselves, right, watching this shit, it would have been a hoot nanny, oh, a yeah. riot. If this is this would be a great one for like an uh uh MST3K or um their new the riff track stuff be great for that. You know it's what, such a bad movie. You know what we should do? We should you should buy this movie. Oh. Buy this movie and it's only like an hour and a half, right? That's pretty short. What we should do we should watch it on this screen and just do like a commentary on it. I mean that's what the riff tracks are like Basically, if you have the movie, mm-hmm. you can we could like record it mm-hmm. and then say, "All right, yeah, start, start playing it, start at this it, moment, and it'll start line it up. now." And That's then, what Riff Tracks started out as because they would just sell you the audio, and because they wouldn't have like MS3K, they used to be able to like actually play the movies at the same time because they were like these low like B and C tier mm-hmm. movies. And then they started doing it for like AAA, big time. Blockbuster movies because they trans- just sold the audience. It's transformative, so <clears throat> it's not copyright. Uh, this is a bad movie. Awful. If you watch it, make sure you watch it with people that you can make fun of a movie. Make sure with. you're super stoned, <laughs> high, coked up. <laughs> we are not advocating oh, for drug use yeah, here at the KMM. Make sure you're zannied up. You got Molly, all that shit. Zannied up. Fentanyl, you know. I would all say this is system. worse than The Predator because. Oh, yeah. The Predator was way better than this. The Predator was like, it was bad, but at least it was 
shot pretty well. Yeah. I had good special effects. The Predator's on HBO. Check it out. Watch, Watch it. it bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can see what we, we were we were talking about. <laughs> uh, hey, especially that scene in the where she's asleep and wakes up and then did you just say oh, blah blah yeah. blah? You totally just said blah blah. No, I did it. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. The oddest scene ever, dude. But yeah. Uh twenty twenty, not a great start for our movies this year. Uh you know who did it gets a, better. You know who did a good job? Frankie Faison. Did yeah, he, he though? Was, I mean he was a good He actor. was good until he had to run up them stairs and pretend that he was out of breath. He was good. I was like, okay. Whenever he like came in and was supposed to like turn the lights on because he heard the scream and he's like, man, you're not out of breath. He didn't yeah. run up those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, this movie's trash. All right. <sighs> that brings us to the end of this movie <laughs> From review. my mommy. Whoa. I will not be here next week. So where are you going? Somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere out not here. Going out of town. All right. So I guess it's up to these guys whether or not they're gonna be nope. doing a movie review not recording. Or episode or not. No. There you go. There won't be an episode next week. <clears throat> well, stay tuned on Wednesday Starting for the, the year off with the bang. Twenty nineteen <laughs> movie review roundup. So this is where movie we're extravaganza. Movie extravaganza. You're gonna love it. So, tune in Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.